All right, guys, welcome back to Driving Life. I am your one of your co-hosts, Owen Trinkler, sitting across from me in a garage, Donovan. Yeah. Degelau. It's um it's been a hot minute since we've done this, hasn't it? On location. Yeah. We've we've been, I mean, not that we we love our home with Franklin Road Apparel and Showtime yeah. Motorsports with Ken. Um and we had Matt Cruz on, you know, the last one we did yep. uh, there a few months ago. But now we're on the road, man. Back to kind of like this is where we well the first normally one what we, we do, do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So was in a garage very similar to this, in fact. I know this is pretty cool. This is going to be a great episode, guys. This is um, a guy that you know he's going to get into this probably. I'm sure when he met me, <laughs> but Jody Covington is uh, he's been you know probably influenced my life a little bit, you know, far as on the karting side. And then I moved away and now he's kind of, it all comes back full circle, which we're going to get into this. You know, we talk about relationships here on the podcast, but uh, now Jody's heavily involved with my kids and sort of, um, he he sort of helped me navigate where we're going with them. So it's pretty cool, Donovan, to kind of circle back around and Jody's a car person and and loves it. You know, that's kind of what we always talk about, right? Is, you know, the passion, the relationships. And so this is, especially cool. And I'm sure it's really cool for you to, to, like you just said, come back around full circle with this and, and, but now it's your kids yeah, and this is going to lead them down whatever path it, it goes down, you know? And, um, so this is really cool. I'm, I'm excited about this one, Jody. Thanks for, you know, having us over and in your garage. Um, yeah. So what we'll do guys, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back with Mr. Jody Covington. All right, guys, welcome back. And uh, gosh, Donovan, I told you I was looking forward to this one. Mr. Jody Covington, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you. Appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely. Thanks for having this amateur show in your uh, in your garage here. <laughs> That's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. it's It's been a hot minute since we've done this, like I you know, was saying just a minute ago. But um, it feels good to get back on the road, sit down with, you know, somebody and have a conversation where it all starts, you know, in a garage or in a shop. And we're uh, in the shop, man. Go karts yeah, and the Acura NSX, the, yeah. first gen here. Like, yeah, this is uh, this is hard to beat right here. I d- I was telling Owen when we were bringing stuff in. I'm like, God, I I just live out here. I don't know that I'd ever go in the house, sleep and eat, maybe. But I mean, does Jamie find you out here a lot? A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm out here every day when she get comes home from work. So you know, yeah. So she's. She's good with it. Sometimes I have to sleep out here, <laughs> you know, not my, by choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jody, I mean, you and I go way back and I know we'll cross that point at some point in this conversation, but I mean, where did this all start for you? I mean, far as, I mean, we got the Acura here. Uh, I know your karting history and stuff a little bit, but I mean, where did this all start, you know, way back when? It actually started back when I was 17 years old. One of my cousins got a go-kart, and he calls me up and says, Jody, you won't believe what I've done. So I go and look and see, and, you know, I fell in love with it. And so, of course, I bought me one. Yeah. We was running McCullough chainsaw motors. Oh, I remember. You remember those? Yeah, I remember those, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what, 91B, I don't know what it was, 91A, something like that. It was, I did a lot of crazy and stupid things. I was 17 years old, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, I learned a valuable lesson 
when somebody gives you advice, take it. Because everybody was telling me, you need to have one of these instrument panels on your steering wheel so you can understand how the temperature is working on your engine. I never did get one of those. And this is is kind of funny, but it wasn't funny at the time because every time I went out to race, I would lock a motor up. So my racing career didn't last long. (laughs) Just crazy. So I always said from that point on, if I ever get an opportunity to do this again, I will be doing it the right way. So that carried on to the late to mid to late 80s. I had a friend of mine that was in the lawnmower business, knew that he had connections, and I went to him. He, he was working for Brentwood Lawnmower Shop. I said, man, I said, who do you know in go-kart racing? I'd like to get back into it. I was probably in my early 30s at this point. So at that point, like you go from 17 after you locked up some motors, like nothing kind of. Nothing. I mean, car-wise or anything or. Oh, just working all the time. Just, well, had some old 55, 56 Chevrolets that I played with, but. At that point in your life, in your 20s, you're just trying to, to me, just trying to figure out what life is about. Yeah, yeah. You know. Make things happen. Chasing women and all that good stuff, you know. So. <laughs> trying to lock them up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not locking more motors. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I went to this buddy, Kevin of mine, and he, he said, Jody, he said, yeah. He said, I've got the perfect guys for you. He said, their name is James Buttry. So... I got hooked up with James Buttry. I tell you what, it took off from there in 87. All we did, first year, all we did was go to Antioch High School parking lot and run around the parking lot. During school time or? No, just this was, <laughs> this was like on Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. That's where it all started. Because at this time, I mean, so 87, there was no karting club here. Nothing really kind of going on. Other not, than other than the Antioch stuff, or were you well, just running there just to get seat time? I think there was uh, now James and Wade Buttry were running WKA World Karting Association at that time, the Gold Cup Series, where they all they did was travel. Yeah, mm-hmm. they went everywhere and nothing local though. N- well, I think there was, but I wasn't involved. I didn't know that much about it at that point. But from eighty-seven to eighty-eight. That's when I found out about TKA, and James and Wade said, you you got to start racing with us. So I did, and, you know, our first year wasn't the best, you know. But you, got a, you didn't lock any motors up, did you? No, we didn't. We, <laughs> we changed motors to a five-horse Briggs and Stratton. Switching over to the Briggs. Yeah, so yep. that's what we, we ran back then. It's uh, called the, I mean, I guess, is it? Called the flathead, basically. Flat, exactly. People are yes where we are today. It, it's the old flathead motors. Now it's the vintage series. The vintage series. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We can start dating ourselves. Yeah, oh, right? gosh. Yeah. Just glad the we're antique. still able to race. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Right. So James and Wade always helped me. I bought my first go-kart from them. And me and some buddies, we just went to parking lots and just played knew that I had a fast go-kart because we would 
you know, win everything. I say win. We're just out playing. <laughs> so when you're you're in the park, did you set up cones or was it yeah. just run circles or what? How how was that working out? What were we you doing? We set up cones, but mo- mainly it was a circle track instead of a sprint track like we're running now. But uh, it's still it, it's yep. taught you the concept of keeping the card under you, sliding whatever you know happens, you know. But that's before we started the TKA racing at fairgrounds. Nashville, and then that's kind of where we took off and didn't have such a good year in 1980. I think it was 88. I think we wound up fourth in the championship, but it was funny. I'd go down the straightaway, and I would turn going into turn one. I would turn the steering wheel, but the cart just kept going straight. <laughs> and I would, I told that's a problem. Yeah, I told James that. I said, James, what's wrong? This thing will not turn. I had great speed down the straightaway. I could catch people, but I couldn't turn. You know, this is a problem. And there's a wall yeah. coming. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, at some point, turning it has to happen. It helps. Unless you're just dragging the thing, you yeah. know, quarter mile in it. But, yeah. But we went on. We did. We finished fourth in the points that year, the first year out. And then James built some new chassis over the winter. Like, built them, so were the frames, did you get the frame, or was it just scratch-built? Scratch-built. Really? Yes. They were called a Concord chassis. They was named after the plane. Oh. Fast. And they were, they were fast. Bad yes. to the bone. I drove oh, one. They, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, we graduated. I told him, yes. He called me. He <laughs> said, do you want one of these? Of Yes, I want one of those. You know. And, boy, from that point on. We just we went to the front and no no more pushing when you turned it anymore. It 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 turned it like a go kart supposed to, and we we won championships after championships with Tennessee Karting Association. From what I mean, so what years are we talking about here? Is it 88, 89, 90? How long? It eighty nine to ninety six. We took a few years off in the uh, 91, I believe. So we won 89, 90, and come back in 96 and won actually two championships in one year, one with TKA and one with IKF, International Carding Association. So, and then that was... That was about the end of the racing, go-kart racing. Uh, I had a bad accident in 1995, but I come back in 96, and I I wanted kind of to redeem myself, and we did. So, had a blast. (laughs) Wouldn't take nothing for it. Yeah. So, you had an accident. What what happened? I mean, because – and you guys maybe you can – speak to this because it's not you don't think well maybe the general public doesn't think that that can be that dangerous right Hmm. a car but talk about the speeds a little bit and you know the the cornering speeds and the forces and the i mean you guys are hauling the mail i mean it's not like you're just putting around everybody thinks of briggs and stratton and i don't know were you still running briggs at that time as well or we were okay we were we were still running briggs uh i was running one a class called Superstock. You put a different carburetor on it, and you have to adjust it while you're on the track. T- 
to get your temperatures correct. Uh, very fast. Nashville Speedway on the quarter mile, I would say we would reach speeds of 60 miles an hour, and you never let off the gas. Yeah. It's constant, you know. And the accident back in 95, there was a three-way battle with three of us going on uh, – first, second, and third in points. And all I had to do was finish third because this was the next to the last race of the season. And we had one more race, and that was going to be at Paducah, Kentucky uh, racetrack, and that's a nine-turn road course. We've been up there five times that season, and I'd never been beat at Paducah. So they, my competitors, my competition knew knew that we've got to beat him at Nashville if we're even going to have a chance. Well, I kind of beat myself, got involved in a wreck, hit a concrete wall, Ooh. probably running 50, 55 miles an hour, and broke three floating ribs. So that put me out for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I don't know. Have you ever broken a rib? Well, I thought I did this year. Oh, yeah. Which I should be really talking about that. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he was around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. luckily, we didn't have any racing going on at the time. Oh. But, but I, I, the Ooh. wall he hit, I did, because well, I raced there, too. And I flipped at one point. And, um, and, and luckily, I think I was out of the car at that point. But I didn't. I got, like, road rash all over me. Yeah. Because they cut my suit well, away. Well, there's really no – I mean, you're not even – you're not strapped in the car. You're not. I no, mean, and you don't want to be. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah there's nothing there. Flop you around like a rag doll. Yeah. But, but I was not. Knock on wood. I didn't break any ribs that day. At that or this year. So I don't think. Um, yeah. Because that's I've I've never broken a rib, but I had I've dislocated one, and it was like the end of the world. It's so painful. Well, it, and oh, just, breathing. Oh, it's oh like impossible. I just, Help, help me, help yeah. me get up, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. so. You can't that, move any, you can't really do anything that without was, it just being excruciating pain. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. painful. Put me out of work for a month. Oh, wow. Luckily, my job wasn't that strenuous, you know. All I was doing was driving, but still put me out of work a month before I could go back. But Well, I mean, and then talk about, like, what, when was the next race at Paducah? How many weeks after that that was two weeks later yeah but they were wade and wade was wade buttry wade, we're talking yeah <laughs> tell w- what wade wade, <laughs> james come to me he said okay jody he said we can we can still win this i said how can we win this i said i can't <laughs> like, move yeah, yeah i can't move he said jody this is the plan he said all we need is you to get in a go-kart and make a lap i said okay i said Next week, or in two weeks, I said, James, I don't think. He said, Jody, just work with me. He said, do that, and we will make sure that there is a full course caution drone. (laughs) It was the funniest thing, but I'm thinking in the back of my head, I can't move. Yeah. I do good to go to the bathroom, (laughs) you know? I just – but that's how – that's how their mind works, and well, I, I understand that because yeah, it seems to me that his part of the deal was a lot easier than your part of the, the deal, right? It's it, just get in the cart. 
Right. Just that's get that in big the a car. deal. Run one lap. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I can barely stand to pee. Yeah. So not seeing how that's going to happen. So that didn't happen. I wound up finishing second in the points that year. And, you know, that's, as a racer, that's never where okay. you want to be. You know, you always want to win. You know, so that's why we come back in 96 and done did it all over again. On the Concord. Oh, on the Concord, yeah. Yep. That No, Owen, in 96, we were riding Invaders, they were invaders that we so bought from your, your from dad. My dad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I think I rode the Concord for, well, all the way for, to 90. Till that point, probably. Yes, 94, we bought the 93 Invaders from your dad. And that's what I had been riding all all my years after that and even all the way we'll have to catch up to 2015 here in a little bit yeah it was um i mean i you still have that cart is that the one my son was on some of this year that's one of them that's one of them yeah a buddy of mine eugene bagsby and myself we we went to your dad's and bought two ninety three invaders identical at the same time, and I have both of those carts. And your son was riding the one that you actually rode. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. So let's back up a step yeah. though. How did that come about with your dad? Well, and I, I don't know the whole because I was pretty young at the time. But I think Invader and Jody may know more of the history of this because he's still super involved. And I'm coming back into karting. I don't think Invader had a big presence here would be my guess they're a west coast company now they're back jeff nelson was the one running at the time now his son has started it back up i guess or i don't know if they went away at one point and i was running with the group out of indiana uh the smith brothers and they were on invaders and so i mean i I think if i remember right the deal was trying to always push them so the carts were always for for sale Mm -hmm. no matter i mean if we run them and somebody wanted them they had to get bought and they would get us you know we get, new get ones, another one, another ones, but they're always for sale. And mm-hmm. I think it was to flood this market to some case. And Jody can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I was obviously young and I was just worried about driving. I wasn't worried about the business yeah. side of the sport at that point. But, um, and I think it helped obviously this market for sure. And we sold a bunch of them, I think. Oh, we did because I'll tell you what, that was the best go-kart I'd ever rode. Uh, phenomenal. I mean, nothing against the Concord, but we went to Baduca one time in 30-degree weather Ooh. just to do some testing. And that cart stuck. Unbelievable how fast these carts were. And you could you could free them up where they'd still work when it warmed up. But And one of our close friends, Chris Dugan, you know, Chris and Owen, I mean, he can, Owen can tell you more about their relationship, but uh, they were the invader guys with TKA back in the day. The Smith brothers, where were they? Indiana? Indiana. Evansville Correct. is where they were out of. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and we go run street races. and I mean, I won some of my biggest races on Invaders um, at the time. I mean, we were going – they had offset carts. They had kind of everything, but they were trying to really flood this market. But we'd go yeah. run street races, then come back and run TKA or, you know, it just didn't matter. We were – trying to run wherever we could and the cart was fast anywhere anything you could run you'd run it yeah we'd run it any yeah. race and and jody got on them and yeah it's pretty cool to see them 
the back around. I mean, it was cool to see Bran on it for, for a while this year. We, we had to jump ship a little bit later in the year, but I don't know if that was really a speed thing. Now, after kind of looking back on the year, we might have been able to stick it out on that thing. So it, they are fast. Yeah, I don't know if we could have. Uh, maybe with what adjustments that you made by sending your carburetor off and getting yeah. that tuned correctly for your son, I think that was a big key. Yeah, I think that was the big thing, too. Yeah. So you did it on the Invaders and then, um, you know, took a break, I guess, after you won that championship in 97. Correct. Yeah. Oh, then it then it falls into the Butchery's racing at Nashville Fairgrounds. But we, you were involved in before that, though. Well, we yeah, were. I mean, yeah. you would. What was it? Uh, was running many modifieds uh, with James and Wade. If I'm not mistaken, that was like '91. '91 because yeah. we were yeah we were still racing go karts at that point even when they started racing mini modifieds. Yeah, I mean they were you were help I mean you helped them the whole time and you were still racing at the same time and you know making it all work cuz at th- the fairgrounds they raced every weekend. It wasn't like it is now. I mean it was every Saturday night they were running down there. Oh, all the time. All the time. And you was talking about speeds before. The fastest I've been on a go-kart is running the 5/8 mile track and that's that's the big track at, yep. the, at the fairgrounds, and we was clocked at 96 miles an hour. Wow. On a five-horse Briggs and Stratton. <laughs> How many was in the in the lead draft? Well, the last last time I ran, uh, there's a cart back here in the corner of the garage. I was on it, and it was a fundraiser in 2002 for Andy Kirby had passed away. And so they had a benefit race for him on the big track. And I thought, man, I'm not going to miss that for nothing. You know, Andy was my wife's first cousin. And uh, we went out there, and there was, I don't know, there was seven or eight people in our class, and we just run off and left everybody. (laughs) I mean, nobody drafted with us. Nobody could stay up with us. It was, But that, that chassis back there is amazing, too. That's one of James Buttrey's favorite chassis. We anytime I don't think that chassis has ever been beat with anybody on that cart. It's a little different, which, which is why it's still here, right? Exactly. I mean, you're never going to get rid of that it's one. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. That's like the invaders. I still have. They're not going anywhere. They're not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. No, it's cool to see like the history, like that you're keeping that card and then the invaders and yeah. stuff, and and Domin too. I mean, like we'd run the five. I think I ran the five eights a couple times. Um, because I know when I was in the junior classes, they wouldn't let us run right and stuff. But I think I ran it maybe one time on the Invader or something. But that was like going to Daytona. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. us. I mean, it'd be big trains of six or seven guys pushing each other. And I mean, imagine Daytona. Just think of you know a go kart yeah. doing that stuff. I mean, that was just unreal. Yeah, a five eighth mile track. I mean, that's huge for you know for, for a, a go kart for a go kart. Yeah. yeah. And it, what some people don't realize if they're not they don't have the concept of racing. They wouldn't think that the go-karts would matter drafting. Right. Well, if you get out of the draft on a go-kart, you're going to the back. Right. It's huge. You know, it will pick you up two to three miles an hour just to have two carts, three carts lined up together. It is amazing. And you're talking about fun, fun to watch when they're lined up. You can tell I, I love racing, so it's 
faster the better. <laughs> you know, so. yeah. Well, and talk about that too, Joe. I mean, as we talk about, I mean, the race aspect of it, because I look at it when being in the Briggs class, I think was awesome because I learned so much. You talk about the drafting that the race craft that's involved on the go-kart level, far as especially with the 206s now or even the flatheads back then, like right. you had to really think about your moves and what you're going to plan out and do. Mm-hmm. Because, of the, I mean, the draft was so important. Oh, of course, yeah. You you had to always be thinking um, all the time because you want the guy behind you to stay with you, you know, or you're going to have to be stuck to the guy in front of you. And to make that move, you got to trust the guy behind you to make that move to help with push you. push you through, yeah. Exactly. You know, so very important. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge part of drafting. And then, so you go off, you took a break. Legends cars that come in the mix at some point, or it, did you do some? It did. It's all goes to the butcheries again. You know, I was down helping James and Wade and uh, James's son Bobby with the truck, super trucks, and uh, James had a Legends car that was just sitting down in his shop, and then he stayed after me. Jody, come get this car. Come get this car. You know, you run it. You can come up here and run it with us and all. And I, I finally told him, I said, one of these days I'm going to take you up on that. Well, I finally did. So I went and got the car, and eight years later, I've been running this car, and James has been helping me. It's funny. I James and them kind of got away from racing, and I would be at the track by myself. I'd go out and make a practice run. I'd come back, I'd get on the phone, I'd call James. Yeah. All right, this is what the car's doing. What do I need to do? He he gave me, you know, chassis adjustments to make, and it's amazing what he's done for me in my career. Uh, go-kart racing, people don't think, well, what's go-kart racing, a career? Well, it's a great hobby right? is what it is. It's not a career. It's a, it's a hobby, you know. But the legend car, one of the best things I ever did – Thank you for my wife letting me do stuff like that. But still, I wouldn't take nothing for it. It was a lot of fun. Well, and that's what, you know, we talk about all the time is the, the passion of it. It's, I mean, if you can make a career out of it, that's great, you know. But it's just like being a professional athlete in any sport, right? It's like the top 1% that actually get to make a living doing, you know, what they what they love to do. The rest of us, it's it's a hobby, and you just go out and have fun and – it's what you enjoy. It's what you do. And, you know, if you're successful, that's, I mean, that's the ultimate goal, but you're not making a living at it. It's just because you just love it. Correct. Yep. That's it. I mean, you love it, but you talk, I mean, we always talk about the relationships here. I mean, yeah. that you've, from the time you started to where you are, I mean, you talk about Wade and James, just everybody that you've, I mean, stay, I mean, it's probably some of your best friends. Oh, yeah, I mean, yourself and Chris Dugan, I mean, we've all been involved in this and great relationship with your dad. Uh, it, so many people, I mean, every, it's just a big racing family, right. but there's some that you get so much closer to, mm-hmm. you know, and you really, uh, I feel like James and Wade are more brother to me than anything because they've always had my back, which we Worked on their race team for, gosh, 15 years or so. And it just, I mean, this is every Saturday. Yeah. You know, 10 to 15 hours every Saturday at the track, you know. So, yeah, it's, that's uh, a huge commitment. Yeah, that's that's how much we love racing. Yeah. 
And it's a funny thing. You look at it, Owen. Owen has furthered his career in racing, and I'm still racing go-karts, which I love it. I wouldn't take anything for it, but the people we're talking about, they're all still involved in some type right. of racing. Yeah. You know, that's how the so that's how the passion is. You know, we're getting older, but like I told my wife, I said if I can sit down in one and get out of one, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna be racing something. Yeah. Yeah. You know. As long as long as the right foot can still push the gas, I'm exactly. I'm going. That's it. Talk about the cart sitting behind you here. I mean a little bit. I mean you've we talked some racing stuff and the karting and legends cars and I mean this is a beautiful car that you've got. Yeah, I want to know the, the backdrop yeah, for you. I, I want to know the story behind this because it's, well, first of all, they're pretty rare, and you just don't see that many of them. Um, so, yeah, let I want to hear this. I want to know where you got it. Well, how, I want to know the whole thing. It started at Fairground Speedway in 1991. We was down doing some testing one day. What was it? Was it the Bakers? Uh, oh, Brad? His, his dad, Gary, Gary Baker, yeah. was running the track. We was down there doing a bunch of testing with one of the late models, I believe, in 91. And all of a sudden, here comes a black car. I had no idea what this car was. But I just knew, man, that that is a super neat-looking car. We all went over and looked at it. And, you know, I still didn't know what it was, but I found out what it was and... You know, it kind of stuck with me, and the guy, I think it was Gary Baker's car, and he took it on the track, and he ran faster than anything had ever been down there run on a completely stock car. I don't know, that has stuck with me over the years, and even when I met my wife, that was my dream car. I couldn't afford it. Well, no way I could afford one of these cars. It just led up. My wife, my wife, seen that I had diecast cars sitting in my office of the NSX. She knew how much I loved this vehicle. Uh, had you ever driven one? Never. Really? Never drove one. Uh, so we finally, we kind of come to the conclusion nine years ago, I was fixing to make a purchase of a everyday driver car. And then I went to the wife what we was going to spend on this everyday driver car that was going to go down in value Mm -hmm. tremendously, just like any car usually does. And so I went to her, and I had to sit down with her about this whole ordeal and told her what we could do, and we could actually turn this into an investment also. And she agreed with me. She said, "Go, go find what you want. And I searched and searched and there was only i would have liked to had a white one they're the rarest nsx out there the least amount made but so if i couldn't get the white the red with the ivory interior was what i wanted and we finally made this purchase out of san diego california i flew out there and drove the car home oh really four days four days had a blast took my time wasn't in a hurry at all we, I stopped at a dealership in uh, Arizona, had them inspect the car. They couldn't find anything wrong whatsoever. So, we, you know, we come home with it. I knew there was a list of things that I wanted to do to the car because I 
just conversation with the previous owner. We've done just about everything in this garage right here as far as we took the motor completely out of it. Really? Did all the maintenance work to it, timing belt, new clutch, anything we seen that it may need later on, we went ahead and did it. Now, nine years later, you know, uh, I've got a car that hardly gets out of the garage unless we're going to a show, and we absolutely, I love it every time I, I get it out and get to drive it. So, it's not exactly a daily driver. <laughs> what I mean, so, what did you do for your daily driver? Did you just keep whatever you had and just I kept what I had. Yeah. I did. Still, still have it. Do you really? Still have my everyday driver. Sure do. Yep. You know, it's got a few miles on it, but... You know, I've retired in the meantime, and I don't drive a whole lot, yeah. so it's all good. You know, so this one gets out every once in a while. But how did you find it in San Diego? Were you, forums, or I mean, where were you? How were you searching for the car? Mainly back then, it was more eBay than anything. There wasn't as many sites like yeah. there are now. Uh, so eBay, because I had had one bought, I thought in Arizona. And that deal fell through. And it was kind of a blessing that it did because I wound up buying this one with 20,000 less miles on it than the other one and giving the same money for it. So I, I got to ask, so you, mean, you talked about the car coming back here. What were your emotions the first time you drove it? Because at this point, you haven't driven one. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what I want to like. Yeah. What were you feeling like you're flying out to San Diego <laughs> For a car that, I mean, you love everything about it, but but you haven't driven in it yet. Never been in one. Never, yeah. <laughs> Never been in <laughs> one. So what if you would have sat in it and been like, mm, this isn't quite what I thought. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, driven well, in I, like, I guess I would, maybe not. I'm flying home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would have flew home, yeah. you know. But the guy picked me up in the air, at the airport. In it? and Yes, in it. In it and throws me the keys. Jeez. Drive wow. us back to the house. I'm in California, you know. Right. Point me in the right direction. Did you, you tell know? him you've never driven one or been in one? Uh, he asked, and I told him, no, I have never have. He said, just get used to the pedals. They're close. Right. Because there's not a lot of room in these little cars. Uh, I was so shocked in a good way when I drove this car. If you don't know a whole lot about it, these cars do not have power steering. Oh, I didn't know that. They don't. The newer models, I'm going to say 90, 94 and 2005, now they have power-assisted steering. So they, they're they a little bit easier. But once you start driving one of these, you'll never know yeah. it. Never yeah. know it. They drive, The balance of these cars are amazing, and that's they handle fantastic fantastic i have had this one on the track up at bowling green and that was an experience oh i bet i would have done the same thing i would have driven it home that's what you got it for he thought i was kidding <laughs> did he really the guy i bought it from he said you're actually going to drive this home i said well f first of all i'm not coming to buy something without seeing it i said either i like it if i don't like it You'll take me back to the airport, yeah. and I'll come home. I said, can't imagine me not liking it. So so it was, we had good conversation with the gentleman that I bought it from. We were about the same age, and we hit it off really well. During the 
two or three weeks that we were conversating back and forth, he finally told me, he said, Jody, he said, I just have a funny feeling that you know more about this car than I do. <laughs> I said, well, That's I've been probably true. dreaming about this car for a long time, you know. So I probably do because I'm the type of person, before I spend money, I research the yeah. fire out of stuff, you know. I understand what I'm buying before I ever buy it, you know. I don't know about the go-kart racing. I had to have a whole lot of pointers <laughs> on that, you know. I didn't know what I was doing back then. <laughs> a lot then. of locked-up motors. And, and I still don't. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I still don't know a I'm whole lot. I'm guessing chainsaw motors are a little bit less expensive than a, a Acura little, NSX. A little, yeah. yeah. A little. Yeah, you can burn through a couple of those before you start to feel any pain. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, well it's, it's a great-looking car. How many, like, how often do you drive it? This year, it's probably been out of the garage three times. That's that's been rare. Usually, I'll get it out, but with all our racing going yeah. on and running the club, it just every weekend, you know. My wife has been in this car three times. She she could care she, her, her in a car. She don't care. That's my wife's the same way. Yeah, she just doesn't get it. It yeah. drives me nuts. But yeah, it's not her thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's got her thing. I got mine. So it yeah. uh, it all works out good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. so. so any more, pl- I mean, you've done everything that you've, you got it back home, fixed everything that you wanted to fix. And I mean, any more plans for it or? Well, I've done just about anything and everything I can possibly imagine to do to the car. Oh, and I think it's about time for me to make a change and move on. I know. So. He keeps talking about this. I don't know what, what's, what's yeah, going to happen. I'm not seeing that you're completely convinced on that quite yet. Well, when the guy comes up and gives me what I want yeah. for, then, you know, that'll, that'll probably change. And you'll be okay with that? I mean, just... I think I will because, yeah. you know, we've got other things that we want to do, me and the wife, you know. So a lot of people hold on to stuff. I just, I never have been, well, except for the go-kart stuff, but that's <laughs> yeah. not, that's not a really well, huge yeah. money issue, yeah. you know, yeah. but right. so I think it's time to move on and we want to start another chapter in life of traveling yep. and that's going to help us start that. He's going to go RV in life, I think. Yeah. Ooh, like, is that right? Uh, we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, not to the point where we're selling our house. <laughs> yeah, just living out of an RV? <laughs> yeah, yeah. J- this is like, you know, can't maybe... Give up a, the, you can't give up the shop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. the house is not going anywhere, but you know, a lot of people do that. We're going to sell everything we got and go live in an RV. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. Right. You know, yeah. but do we, we do want to travel and spend a couple of months away from home and... You know, when the wife retires and, you know, yeah, try that out yeah. for a little bit. Oh, I think you'll enjoy that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about TKA and your involvement there. And because you've been spending a lot of time and, and I'm really new to this. Uh, you know, Owen, since you've been, you know, you and the boys have been out to the track, or whatever. I, th- I was only there once this year. It was raining. It was cold. You came on the worst, the worst day. day. I know, totally I the mean, worst that's day. what I told Jody. The worst day possible. Donovan you know, shows up to. And I did. And which was awesome. And I actually sent my brother a picture, you know, uh, be the, wrenching on something. Yeah. Listen I think to it was, him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, dude, cause we wanted to go karting years ago when we lived in Illinois, you know, 30, 40 years ago, whatever. And just never did it. And so then 
two days later, he sends me a, a Facebook post of somebody selling a cart, you know, he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know. Let's figure this thing out a little bit here. So that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm super excited. I, I mean, you know, to be here today to talk to you about this, but I do want to know a little bit more about, you know, how it works and what's, what's involved and what are you doing? Well, and honestly, how I can help out if, you know, if we can, and, you know, Owen's going to be doing this for a little while. So tell us a little bit about TKA and your involvement. Well, or I'm going to add to that question, I guess, because back when he was running, and you're going to correct me if I'm completely way off basis, but back in the day, TK, if you ran well, you could go run a national race and probably be in the top five. Do well. The club went through a period, and Jody can go into the timeline of this. Like, I don't think it existed for a while. And so Jody's, a, in my mind, is a big part of why where the club is today, and I'll let him kind of continue from that. But I just wanted to add to that question, I guess, to some degree, is like the history of the club. It died off, and but now it's right. now it's back. We, I was involved in NTKA back in the 90s. Me and three other guys actually ran TKA back then for, I'm going to say, two or three years. Back then, somebody usually would step up and take over. You know, we'd have a meeting every year and go, okay, we're ready to, you know, move on. We want someone else. And that's how TKA stayed around is – Everybody was involved in it, and it takes a lot of people to run yeah. a day-to-day operation of the track. So I think in the late 90s, 2000, TKA, TKA just vanished. It, it just it, – it was no longer, and we we didn't really know that because we were away from yeah. it, you yeah. know. So we got back into racing after my legend cars – uh, years of that, I got back in and I had back to the invaders. I had a 93 invader here at the house and I went to one of the local races and the club was called Amped Up Racing. And some friends of mine from back in the day, the Skaggses were running the Amped Up Racing along with Mike Curran and that's kind of I went down, and I didn't even realize racing was back going on in Nashville. So I went down to the Nashville Speedway and actually watched some races, seen a lot of the old friends that I knew from back in the 80s and early 90s. And this was in 2015, I believe. And so since I'd given up Legends... I kind of got Fill in my the mind. Void. I'm going, oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> can I can I just still do this? Yeah. Do I want to do this? So I called Mr. Buttry up and I said, James, I said they still got a they got a club here called Amped Up Racing. I said uh, they're racing it at fairgrounds in a place called Twin Fountains. He said, yeah. He said, yeah. He said, I said, well. I said, you think the old invader would do any good? He said, probably, you know, just try it out. So here I go. I start getting all the equipment. The engine have gen, engines have changed to a overhead cam. And uh, so I went and bought wheels and tires and engines and clutches and all this stuff to go racing and just pulled this old invader out and... 
threw a motor and wheels and tires on it. We went to a couple of races, went to fairgrounds. After I got through racing that day, I felt like somebody took a ball bat and beat me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, here I am in my mid-50s back then when I started. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And uh, so we still, we we started going to Nashville, and we went to Twin Fountains, and we done a little racing, and what really brought me to the point where, okay, we can do this. We've got something that we can race with. We went to Bowling Green, Kentucky at NCM, and the, the Amped Up Club had set up a parking lot mm-hmm. race. Uh, hay bales, barriers, really, really nice, smooth track, and... The family to beat was the Skaggses, and we was up there. And so I come home, and I'm going, I got to change something on this go-kart. Well, I went back to some notes that I had from the 90s (laughs) of racing at Paducah, Kentucky. I changed everything on that go-kart as if I was going back to To Paducah. To that setup? Yes. And we got through up there that day, and we finished second in between the Skaggs brothers. And during that whole race, all three of us, we there was probably 10 or 12 of us in the race, but there was only three of us up front. And we changed positions from first, second, and third. I couldn't tell you how many yeah. times during that race. I knew at that point that we had something that we could run with. We had an opportunity to win that race, but I chose not to take that opportunity because I would rather finish the race than not finish the race. And that's, that's the chance you, you take. And second's better than, you know, 14th. Yeah. And, but it was just so funny because Mr. Skaggs, he was laughing at me after we got through with the scales. And, you know, these guys are on new carts that I'm racing against. Yeah. And I'm on a 1993 Invader, and Mr. Skaggs <laughs> comes over there. He said, Jody, he said, I don't know what you've done. He said, but, boy, you got that thing just hooked up running. I said, let me tell you what I did. <laughs> I told him, I said, I put Paducah set up on it. He just died laughing. He said, I cannot believe that thing as fast as it was. Needless to say, we took that same go-kart in 2016 run a full season. I wanted to see if I still had it. And we won TKA's, uh, well, Amped Up Series uh, championship at age 58, I believe. I was 58 years old at that point. And, uh, and it was so funny that we did that. And then that's when, that's when I called my buddy Chris Dugan to come out wanted to give him an opportunity to do some racing. And he comes back in 2017 and 18 and wins two more championships on that same go-kart against all these new chassis that are out there locally and all. Just, it's amazing that that cart was still able to run as fast as it does. It's always been a good car. It's always been ahead of its time, but... It's always, you know, we had a blast. We still, Owen and I still laugh about that. 
<laughs> yeah. it, it just how good these go-karts are, you know, but. Well, and you have to set it up. I mean, that's, it doesn't go out there and do it by itself. You know, I mean, the setup, the driver, I mean, those, those are all variables that you wouldn't think that it would make that much of a difference, but you know, from an older cart standpoint, you know, having something that much older, um, but clearly it did. Exactly. It does. So. Uh, well, well the- and the good thing about these new motors that we're running now, the LO206s, uh, we haven't touched base on these motors, but they are a sealed block motor mm-hmm. designed specifically from Briggs and Stratton for go-kart racing. So these seals cannot be broken. And so there's limited things that you can do. You can't do anything to the bottom end. And, of course, you know, you go through tech at races at some of the big national races where they will pull the head off of it and do some intense teching. Yeah. Make sure everybody's on the same exactly playing field. Yeah, it's made it a little bit cheaper, I'd say, to some degree. If you want to say racing gets cheaper, but I think it's helped um, as we've gotten back into it a little bit. It, it goes back to note-taking, though, and we talk about this a lot in just the form as far as the drivers, but, I mean, you went back to notes that you had from back then, and it's like keep track of all that stuff and yeah. um, to go back yeah, to It's amazing se- that you still had it. Yeah, to go back you know, to a setup that he had from the 93-94 season and puts it on in 16 yeah. and look what it does. Yeah. And them notes are still over here yeah. in this cabinet. Uh, that's something that you'd never throw away. Yeah, and it's, I mean, you wouldn't think, again, <clears throat> sitting here now, I would be like, okay, could you still go do that? But uh, why not? I mean, you did it then. What's the difference now? So so you win uh, that championship with Amped. TK yeah. starts to kind of resurface or, I mean, how did that all sort of come about? Because Amp was a different series, which the Skags were running when I was running. They were around, but obviously this is not TK, but you start to get some resurgence, I guess, with with the club. and Well, me and some other guys that was getting into racing, I got Jamie Bradford into racing go-karts. He rode one of the invaders, and he fell in. He's a, he's a huge race guy, you know, always has been. He's been crew chief on late models, all kinds of cars and trucks. And uh, so him and I got into it. Another friend of ours was getting involved in it, Kyle Robinson. The, there, there was, let's just say there were some things that needed to be improved in the local racing. And we felt like that we could bring some new flavor to the table. And that's when Kyle and myself and Jamie got together and found out that TKA was no longer, but it was available. So Kyle got it, and we started the new club. So what's that? What's that involve? I mean, is there a chart? How does that work to be a sanctioned? Club? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Since nobody was using the TKA name, uh, Kyle took care of it. I'm not sure what all was involved in it, but he found out that we could get it and start using it. So we had a really slow start in in the beginning. We had a tough time because we had two clubs in Tennessee trying yeah. to make a go at it. We didn't have a place to race. So we reached out to Carol Ford down in Dixon that has a track 
more of an old trioval track, but we put barriers up and tried to make a road course out of it. Things didn't go real well. You know, we didn't have a lot of people to show up. We had the dedicated ones that was trying to help us get TK off the ground to make something work. So that year went by, and we we wind up going to Mike Curran and Skaggs and going, what do you think about us merging together? Because I feel like that's the only way we're going to yeah. keep this alive because his attendance went down, and ours was hardly anything. So we come together, and we did that for a year, and then then we turned it strictly over TKA, and that's where we've been for the last, I think, four years now. And we're really we're, – we're growing. That's what I was going to ask you. Where I mean – how do you get the word out? What are you doing in those circles? I don't know anything about I think people how just, it works. You know, we don't do a lot of advertising, mm-hmm. and that's what we're lacking. We need to advertise more. We do have a website, but, you know, somebody's got to know something about racing to even punch to go in go-kart there. racing, yeah. you know. Right. So, but it seems like every every time we show up at the track, not only one or two, we have anywhere from four to five New, new people coming up wanting to know how do we get involved in this we get phone calls we get emails it's amazing how it has taken off we always we are a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. so you know we of course we want to pay our bills and we have to rent the track you know sometimes when we go to the track we need to have you know a minimum of like 22 carts to break even right. for the day you know, not counting the 14 people that we have working right. that day. So, and we we barely got by, by in the first days of TKA. We had a rough time. And so, talking about 2022 cards, now we're four years later and we're pushing the envelope of having 50 cards every race. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I feel like that this club... And racing is just going to continue to grow. Great for kids. Kids can start at five years old. Yeah, that's outstanding. You know, I think when I was there the other weekend, there was the one. I mean, that he had to have been right at five. I mean, that's where he started because he was an itty bitty thing, man. But I was there just wheeling it out. That was cool. Rain and all. Yeah, it was. It was a little wet, but it was fun to watch. Though I mean, it was fun to be there and and see. I. I wish I could have stayed the whole day, but, um, yeah, it was, it was cool, which is again, you know, gets me excited about, like I said, I texted my brother right away. And I think this year for me, I want to come out and spend some more time and check things out. And I don't know that I'll ever race, but, uh, you know, I would love to support and bring attention to it. You know, if we can, let's, and this is one of the things that we've talked about on driving life, you know, to, to, to do more, to be more involved with the youth in racing, um, you know, and we've done some of that and we're going to continue to do that, but, um, no, it's a cool thing that Jody's, uh, head of tech, um, on the weekends and stuff. So it's, um, keeps you busy. It, it does keep you hopping all day long. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, He's humping the whole just, day. 
when we, I've been out there. We, we have made it a little bit easier, but when you have families, new people coming, and they're wanting to stand and talk to you because yeah. I feel, you know, Jamie, he's running the tower with all the scorn, him and his wife. And then there's a flagman up there, and then we've got another guy in his family, his whole family. He drives and one daughter races. His wife is a is a nurse. She's our EMT on right. site, and she works the track. And another one of his daughters actually works the track also. So, you know, we've all got a place to be. You know, we've got to have somebody standing at the scales every time a group comes off, yeah. you know, to make sure everybody weighs. You know, it, it's a process. It's We don't, Jamie and I, we don't race at our local events because we know what it takes to run yeah. this event. So we've tried to race it, and every once in a while, you know, he'll get in a car and he'll come, Jody, you care if I drive this car? I say, go for it. You know, have fun, you know. So, but, you know, it's all, and that's all we're doing. We're having fun. If we've got the time, we got the manpower, hey, let's do it. Right. No, it's been, I mean, it's great for the families, for yeah. sure, to see that. I mean, I've had, I've had a blast coming back. And, and doing some of the stuff. I mean, as far as watching my kids or going, if we went to Newcastle, whatever, just yeah. being involved again at that level is, um, and we've talked about this, Don, I've been probably off record, but I mean, it's just, it's so much fun. The, the pressure's not there. Yeah. And it's just, let's just go have a good time. And I've enjoyed watching my kids improve. And Jody's been my sort of silent crew chief in the background. He's the one that kind of calls the shots. I just listen to him. Yeah, you just execute. Well, I don't know if I execute, but <laughs> <laughs> I try. Let's put it that right. way. Yeah. Let's put in the effort. I put in the effort, yeah. yeah. His yeah. boys are doing a fantastic job. Yeah. What my whole goal was when I called Owen and, you know, we started connecting again about racing was to have his son in the same go-kart that yeah. he raced back in the day. And our goal was to actually win a championship. We kind of fell a little short of that, you know. We we I think we know why. Yeah. You know, but you live and learn, you know. But just just knowing that he they both drove the same go kart, yeah. I think that means a lot. No, it does. I mean, it was it's been cool for me to see that, and that that was our goal is to hopefully Brant was going to win the sportsman championship in that cart. 20 something years later right in a cart that's from 1993 but yeah we fell a little short second and we had to change what the last three races we went to an mgm chassis correct and um but it's still been he learned a ton and then we had the little one that came out of nowhere and just <laughs> yeah wanted he wasn't even gonna race this year and look at him now yeah. so he's the one i think i gotta be watching after he might be the next one on the invader when he get, gets oh. out of cadet cart. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And he's already won a championship. And he's already had yeah. it. Yeah. Well, trust me, he tells me that every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Dad, I'm the good driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's already trying to take my job. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Maybe one day he will. Yeah, uh, he, he might. Yeah. He says he's a, he's that his brother and him are winners because they win all the time. and. I guess I'm a I'm a loser right now. So, but hey, it's, it's nothing nothing greater than following in your dad's footsteps. Oh yeah, you know, or even just doing you know the the activity, just being there and doing it. And I know your schedule is really tough, you know, to be there 
sometimes, but you know, even when, you know, for me and my son just to hang out, you know, it was really, it doesn't really matter what we're doing, but when you got a passion like that, when you've got something that you both are driving towards, he'll remember this forever. Yeah. And I mean, and it's, I mean, and not to kind of bring it on me, but it's like Jody's been such an influence there because I'm, I am gone a little bit and I think it's been good for them. When I sit back and look at this whole situation, they've had to learn how to communicate if it's with Jody or, or Brian or Chris Dugan or the people that are there. So when I show up, I think I made three races this year with them. Right. It's a little different because I think it's a shock to them at the same time, like how to adjust to it. But I've, I've relied on all these people to make this happen for them. And Jody's been the mainstay of that person to make that that work because it wouldn't work um, if it wasn't in place. And so I, I've loved to see them grow and what they're doing because they've got to learn. I, I think racing brings so much to the table that they have to learn how to communicate with other people that they may not know that well, you know, yeah, but they're getting to know them, but it's not me. And so I think that's a great yeah. thing because no, I think in, right. in racing, it's like, you what, what's the cart doing, you know, or if you made a mistake or you're trying to get better at your driving, you've got to communicate that to somebody. Well, so. and you know how that is. I mean, sometimes it's almost better when it comes from somebody else, right? Yes. As some a, degree. From a, from a, yeah. a parent perspective, you know, it's always, yes. you know, you'll tell your kids something a hundred times and it's like, you know, water on a duck's back, and they hear it from somebody else, and they're like, oh, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's like, wait wait a minute, I've been telling you this all along. So, uh, Yeah, because at some degree, I just want to be there. I just want to be dad. Yeah, I don't want to be anybody else. I don't want to be the driver. And I think that's why I enjoy those weekends, because it's not – it's just yeah. me. I mean, my kids are doing what they want to do. And, of course, I, I sometimes I have to bite my tongue, but I want them to make the mistakes. And right. put them in that situation. I know Brant, we kind of went an up and down year a little bit with him, but that's fine. I think they need to understand that and learn that on their own. And instead of me stepping in, yeah, trying to adjust that before they make those mistakes. But well, yeah, because if you learn it on your own, then you can you you know what it feels like, right? Because you you've done it instead of just correcting something before it happens. Yeah. So yeah, I totally get that. So Jody, you, you, we talked about TKA and. You've moved away from the invaders, but I think you're with another great family as far as MGM. I mean, kind of go into them a little bit and what they do. And I, I don't know Paul personally. You do, and now that, that's the cart that Brant's on. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas is still on another, on a Merlin. But they seem like a, I've been out of karting for a little bit until this year, but they seem like a family-run kind of chassis company or, you know, just karting in general. Like they, they have a really family atmosphere for sure. They are. Uh, Paul and April Rice, they're out of Concord, North North Carolina. Uh, They build these chassis, and they've got such a following. And what's the good thing about it is, you know, you're always talking about racing families. Well, if you go to a track and you're on an MGM, you see somebody else on an MGM, if you've got questions and say, you know, you're not running as fast as you feel like you should be, well, you can go talk to them, yeah, and they're going to help you. I mean, and that's what that's what Paul and April have designed. This is what they want. They want. I mean, Jamie Bradford is one and a good example of. Everybody knows at Newcastle, Indiana. If you're on an MGM, and you've got a question, go talk to Jamie. Jamie's the guy. 
you know, he's going to help you understand if you can explain to him what, what you're doing. wanting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie's been excellent with the MGM family. And I, I love what Paul and April has done with their MGM. Uh, they've been in business for several years now. But I think over the last two years, they have grown like crazy. And, I mean, I, I own three MGMs right now that I carry two to the track set up a little different so I can do my own testing, uh, you know, and I'm following right along with what Jamie's been doing because Jamie has went out of town with the MGM and actually won championships at a track that you're competing against 30 to 40 guys on the track every time you go up there. Their following up there at Newcastle is unbelievable. Their competition is beyond none. Uh, he's went up there and really done well. And we've done well. We've had good finishes up there, but you're, you're never you're never satisfied with a second place yeah, finish. Right. It's what it boils down to. But Paul's got a great piece that he's developed. You know, uh, you know, we got a new year fixing to come around. You know, I know he's you know still selling chassis and and good thing about it if you go to one of the big national events paul and april's always there yeah you know you can talk to paul and i mean shoot you got them to a local event this year they did they did they They come to tennessee uh, tka down uh this year and uh you know they actually come down and part Parked right next to me, and next thing I know, they're pulling out a chassis. I mean, I'm talking <laughs> about a bare chassis, just the bars. A lot of people don't understand what a bare chassis is, but next thing I know, within a couple of hours, it's that set up. cart is completely ready to race. Wow. But that's what, you know, they thought, well, this is a good opportunity. And there was a family from Memphis, Tennessee coming up to purchase that cart. So it it was good to see that now that family is coming up racing with us. Yeah. So, yeah, Paul and April are great people. Just glad to see what they're doing is a success, and you know we love to we love to go over to Charlotte and race race with them and just be around them. They're just good family to be around. Will that be part of your traveling? What you gonna take a cart with you when you when you travel when you get the RV and. We'll have to have to plan that one out with the wife, you yeah. know. Yeah, hey, that's in my mind. Yeah, yeah. sure. You yeah. know, but I don't know if it's in hers. Well, they don't take up a ton of space. I mean, well, you know. He's got a great trailer. Yeah. yeah. Pull behind that RV. Put, when you hook up the 24-foot trailer behind you, she's going to go and, where are we going? <laughs> I put, I put, I put the smart car in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. 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 That's it. You, know, you never uh, never say never. You never know what's going to happen. So Yeah. And I'd love to travel and do some racing down in Florida during the, during the winter, but Right. You know. Uh it seems like a win-win to me. Yeah. She's in Florida, you're racing. It's all good. You would yeah. think so. I would. Yeah. That's yeah. the way my mind works. Yeah. She needs a vehicle where she can get around. And that's fine. She has Throw that in the trailer oh. <laughs> that's paying for the rv yeah that's paying for the oh RV. yeah that's right yeah. i forgot about yeah. that that's yeah. right yeah. we've we've got a couple of years to come up with you know solutions to these things so we're we're trying to figure it out that's good that's yeah. good go-karting will be involved somehow i mean it's 
you talk about you came back to you know kind of your second career of karting. <laughs> I mean, you're not slowing down by any means whatsoever. It doesn't look like it. I'm trying to keep up with him. He's getting skinny as could be. It's like, man, it makes me feel bad. I got to I got to keep dropping weight. Yeah, but I got to put a whole bunch of lead on my cart to to make weight. <laughs> to make uh, yeah. You know, it's uh I hope I don't lose any more weight, you know, but we're good. As long as we like I said, as long as we can get it get in and out of one. Yeah. I want to race something. When I'm not competitive, like I've always told my wife, when I'm not competitive, that's when I'll I stop. Quit. Yeah. You know, I just knew back in the day, if I ever had an opportunity to do it the right way, I'm going to do it yeah. the right way, you know. So. Yeah. When's the season start? Like, like, what is the season? March to October is what TKA is. And that's about for everyone. Yeah. But there are winter series going on there's actually a race in jacksonville florida this weekend it's uh it's a big grand national race with maxis series i wish oh, yeah. i was going but you know uh i'm trying to still put things together this winter new new stuff for next year that i'm trying to trying to catch some of these guys up at newcastle that i keep getting beat by right one particular man that uh jamie beat him uh, a few years ago, the guy can't take nothing away from him. He's fantastic. Is uh, O'Keefe is what I call him. I can't remember what his first name is. John O'Keefe, I believe. And uh, he had won the master's class up in Newcastle for, I think, eight years in a row until Jamie Bradford come along. Jamie Bradford finally beat him out of a championship last year and jamie brantford actually won again this year's championship by like five points oh wow against a great another great driver steve knight but o'keefe has moved over to my class the old guys <laughs> right the, the legends yeah, the <laughs> legends is we well as newcastle calls them Supermasters. Super masters. That's what I'm waiting for. There you go. I'll be at Supermasters. And I'm <laughs> I'm so glad that these clubs have come up with something, you know, because the Masters class is 35 and over. That's what it's been for years and years. Last year, new class come about. A lot of them is 50 and over, but then there's, uh, I think Newcastle is actually 60 and over. Oh, really? Yes. So that moved some of the guys. Over. I think that's a good idea, though, yeah. to keep guys interested. You know. Yeah. What's the fun of? Uh, I know it's racing, but if you're in a class that, okay, the best I can do is you know sixth or seventh place. Right. You know that's all. That's all I can do. Well, because you're racing with thirty-five year old, thirty, you know, forty-year-olds, yeah. and you're you're sixty plus. You know. I'm going to tell you, you lose it. Sure. You lose your ability over years. I still feel like I'm a pretty decent racer, you know, but I don't have the sharpness that I did when I was a kid. You know, none of us do. Right. You know. So when they develop these new classes for us, oh, for all of we love it. Well, I mean, oh, my goodness, I feel like I've got a chance, yeah. you know, until this O'Keefe guy comes out and still <laughs> run the half a second quicker than I am, you know. So, 
I'm going back to the drawing board over the winter. I'm going, Jamie Bradford, what do I do? You know, so that's where we're at now. Nothing wrong with that. You know, lighting the fire under you a little bit. And you said it, staying competitive. I don't give up either. Yeah. Well, and you have to. I mean, for our listeners like this, I mean, Jody keeps notes from 93. uh, (laughs) But you have to, though. I mean, carding, you look at it on a smaller scale, it's the same way you run a race team. But we, we do at TGM. I mean, you can't to run at any level. Let's say Cup, IndyCar, whatever you want to say, the level you are to run good. It starts in your preparation, and oh, Jody yeah. does the best of it. I mean, other guys are doing the same thing, but it's oh, we're sitting here in the shop in the wintertime, sort of off season, and he's working on stuff to make it faster for yeah. next year. If you don't do that in any type of form of racing, you're going to be out the back. Yeah, door. you're going to be backwards. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and. I'm not doing. I mean, that's what that's what racers do. But yeah. you love it. I mean, that's oh, what I love oh, it too. Yeah. Yeah. You get involved in it, and how can I make this thing go faster? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Within the rules of my tech guy here to my left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Jody, I appreciate it, man. Donovan, anything else? I mean, we covered a lot of ground. No, today. I just, yeah, we did, and it was awesome. So, thank you. Thanks thank for giving you. us the opportunity. First of all, to come out and stop by, and you know, I really appreciate. <clears throat> you know, what you and the people that are helping you, you know, are doing, because if you don't do it, it goes away. Right. And, and so somebody has got to step up to the plate and somebody has got to do these things and it's a huge time commitment. And, you know, it takes away from other opportunities that you might have or other things that you, you have to do. So, you know, thank you for that. And I'm looking forward to whatever, whatever we do next year. I mean, we're going to be involved in some way, you know, coming out to the track and, and doing something. And Yeah, we've had Bran on. Yeah. We had Bran on talking about his karting, you know, kind of midsummer, I think, or maybe spring we had him on. Yeah. So, and I'd like to get more into it. And Don and I talked about this. It's probably been our lack of effort a little bit that we want to get more young kids on and yeah. just, you know, well, have wonder, fun with them a little bit. I mean, we'll just bring this to the track and yeah. do it Yeah. right there. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's hard. It's like everything else. You know, we just got to find the time to do it. But I got to find a crew chief that day. That's been the biggest thing. Because, you know, you've been with me. It's dad, 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 dad. It's nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. But, but, yeah, yeah. that's good. And that's exciting. So, you know, thank you for what you do. Thank you for having us over. And um, and we look forward to 2022. Thank you. I really appreciate what y'all have done. Get you a championship, man. Yeah. It'd be be good if y'all showed up at the track and did one at the the track. Oh, yeah. It'd be fantastic. Oh, we probably will, yeah. We'll do that for sure. We'll do that on on a schedule that I'm there. Yeah. Donovan, he can just come do it on his own. He doesn't need me, so. Well, Um, clearly I do. Yeah, but (laughs) but definitely we'll have Driving Life a part of TK, and and Jody, thanks for everything that you do for me personally, but then for the club, too, because that's – um, there's a lot of people I think that you guys go unappreciated to some degree. And, you know, the reason we're able to go race is because of what yeah. you put into it and, and the Bradford's put into it and Adam mm-hmm. and everybody involved. That, yeah, it's that all, gives us it's a all the behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees and the, the hours that you put into it. I mean, even at the track, like you just said, you know, you can't go race because you're, you're constantly running the scales or, uh, you know, putting out fires if there's a problem here or whatever the situation may be. And when you just show up at the track, run your cart and pack up and go home every day and you, and you don't really recognize that, uh, you know, and see the commitment by it. So I th- that's why I think it's important to acknowledge, you know, yeah. you and, and all the people that help you do this and, and make it work. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. We, we do 
it's amazing at the track, the dads and moms that come up to you and tell you thank you. Yeah. It is amazing. That's just part of the family. Yeah. yeah. You know. That's the, so, that's the really cool part about it. It is. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. You know, especially when a, you know, six-year-old kid comes up to you and tells you, thank you. Yeah. We really have fun. You know, yep. it just gets you. Yeah. It going, makes you want to just keep keep doing it. So, Yep. I agree with that. You're giving me goosebumps just yeah. talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for having us today. Thank you. All I right. appreciate it. Enjoyed it. I'll see you.